This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far with Howard's Way. Charles Freer, not Charles Devere, uh, is being a nasty piece of work towards Avril. Uh, so the boat yard with the mermaid yard uh, is in financial difficulties and the only way to get out of it is Tom to remortgage the house or put the house up, to, up for collateral and Jan's not too happy. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! And we are doing the delicious and gorgeous yachty drama from 1980s, Howard's Way! Episode, uh, episode 9 of series 1 was first broadcast on the 27th of October 1985. Yes. And what does the IMDB say about this episode? IMDB says Tom realises that Jan or Jack must come around to save the mermaid yard. A mysterious stranger arrives in Tarrant. Ooh. Phil taunts Lynn as the fastnet race begins. Avril's betrayal sends Jack straight back to the pub. Fairness to both may mean that Jan and Tom go their separate ways. Oh. Kate faces a medical emergency. Ooh. Leo accompanies Abby on an unpleasant task. Fashion designer Claude Dupont <laughs> intrigues Jan. Lynn and her mates run into trouble during the race. Kate encourages Jack to stay on course. Gerald instructs Polly about Frere's party and Frere instructs Gerald to keep a very close eye on Ken. The stranger burns a photo of the past. Tom and Avril enjoy a private celebration as the prototype gets underway. Well, okay, and that's the end of the Antique Dust podcast for the end of this week. What? So, what are you saying? <laughs> You're so rude. So very, very rude. Well, there was a lot of um story explosions as there was like, a lot of stuff in this there's episode, a lot there's a lot of lot of stuff and i like the episode i know that's my like my, my sort that's of, your go-to that's isn't my it? go-to i like this episode i like this episode uh, you like all the episodes <laughs> i like all the episodes because i love how just way. take it for granted howard's now. way live now this episode it did have a few bonkers bits in it did it <laughs> Oh, well, we'll get to those in due course. Let's not well, spoil it. It starts off with Gerald sort of uh, wandering around this like, grey, yes. grey, stately, mini stately home. Yeah. Um, following the sort of the sort of the raw time work on the rear steps while while a, a chopper arrives, a yes. helicopter arrives. Yeah. Which so the helicopter seemed... arrives and there's Charles Frere. And, and it just seemed a bit... It was it just bonkers, a bit mad, it? didn't it? It was, it was 
it's just so whose house was it and then it, it gets explained away in one sentence oh this is one of the short lists that we've we, <laughs> i've done we've got an appointment to look at it next week yeah and that's so, just so bonkers yeah so basically they charles landed has a- landed his helicopter in the grounds of a stately home that he doesn't actually own and picks up his get to get into his bentley to drive away from it and it's just it was oh, it was just a bit peculiar wasn't it it doesn't see it doesn't see i don't think we ever see that house ever again well I'm, I'm, it was hope. very attractive it was a bit gray it was very gray but it just seems completely bonkers because you've got one one scene with gerald fondling the 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 the, the, the raw time balustrade while the helicopter arrives and he goes and meets the helicopter which just seemed like two steps away from the balustrade and then they seem to go the very very long way round an ornamental garden <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and pond yeah and <laughs> then just, jump into the bentley and drive off yeah and, it was very strange yeah and i'm sure they've got heliports in tarrant they don't have to borrow sort of various stately homes that are on the market could have, i mean i'm sure they could have landed in the garden of gerald's house or something well yeah surely. gerald's house is like yeah got a big garden surely yeah, yeah polly could have made him a nice cup of tea when he arrived yes. but no a, couple, a plate of gypsy creams to be all the way <laughs> Well, we seem to be introduced to a few characters we never meet ever again. Yeah. We've got the barman, and we've yeah. got the Jack or something. No, it wasn't Jack. It was James or something, the driver. And it was just it was, it was lots of there was lots of incidental characters which we've never had before. That and we'll never have we'll again. Never have again. So anyway, so back to <laughs> back to the Bentley, and and Gerald and Charles are talking business, business bollocks. bollocks. Gerald and his big specs. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Deirdre Barlow. Yeah, Deirdre Deer De Barlow specs. And, and he's and, uh, Gerald. It was incredibly snobby. Say, oh no, I didn't invite Ken Masters. And because he's just not the sort of person that we would invite to such no, a No, it's dignitaries. It's not Ken Masters. It's, yes, it's Which not. I felt. It's not stuck-up oiks who, who own petrol stations. And it just seemed, oh god. Yeah. And then Charles was like, no, I want him to be there. Uh, so Gerald is and Gerald told is, off. is castigated. Castigated yeah. is that the yeah, word? Yeah, castigated. Uh, yeah, because he hadn't invited Ken Masters to his party at his own house. <laughs> Just see. Yes, because Gerald, you you don't get to invite people to your house without my say so. <laughs> no. Okay, Charles. Charles. Let's talk a bit more business bollocks. <laughs> bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing, one thing I did notice in this episode, and I'd never really occurred to me before, but there, there's a, a lot of talk about money, but no one ever specifies an amount. Money is always specified as a percentage of another unknown, unspecified <laughs> amount. So how much money do we need for the prototype? Well, we need 20% of this unspecified amount of another thing. And, okay. okay. Yeah. I guess it makes it a bit timeless because if they said, well, we need £12.50 to, to fund this prototype, we go... Well, this was a very long time ago because it was very, very cheap. However, the frocks, we've, we've no money about the frocks because they spoke about money because when Jan last... Is it, well, retail, it was £300. Uh, yeah, she bought Which it is probably, today, would be upwards of a thousand i suspect yeah, say, yesterday we decided we were going to to watch um emily very, in paris uh, emily in paris which we did we which watched we, did. we watched all 10 episodes <laughs> back to back, back, to back. 
<laughs> I did the first with lots day. of wine and gin and yeah, <laughs> smoked meats and cheeses. Apparently, we read, read a, I read a we, well, we watched a, a, a vlog yes. review of it. Yes. It said, it said, the first, it said, it's best to watch when drunk. And I'm thinking, maybe yeah. that's the, the, maybe that's the secret for Howard. <laughs> Well, we don't podcast when drunk because no, that's not a good idea. Well, so there's no there's no gin involved. No, in this, this, this is a gin free episode. It is it is it is only still, midday. It is midday when we're recording this, so so, so we're not that bad. We've, it's over not, the hard arm somewhere. We've not turned into those people. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Like, the, 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 the Emily in Paris, the very first episode. Um, yeah, so, they, so, they, they yeah, worked out yeah, the yeah, price yeah, of the a, outfit. A magazine has has done a. Has done a sort of a, a scene by scene breakdown of how much, how much that Emily must have spent in in every episode, and in the first episode, um, <laughs> it was like thirty three thousand dollars, <laughs> and the for every episode the minimum spend Emily's minimum spend is twenty thousand dollars, her maximum spend is about thirty nine thousand dollars. In total, they reckoned that. Over the series, she must have spent somewhere in the region of three hundred and ten thousand dollars on an intern salary. I think that's how much it costs to make Howard's way here as well. Probably, probably. So I must admit, I was watching this episode thinking, well, actually, they're all very well dressed. I wonder how much money they spent on well, on they their did. Fashions. Oh, they did spend an absolute an absolute fortune on on the fashions because they as I said with the show it was very groundbreaking yeah the, uh, the, actually the scene where it really stuck out for me was was when lynn gets off the the the, the hydrofoil because <laughs> lynn is, is has lynn, gone to the isle of wight lynn lynn's in the all-female crew to do the fastnet, do the fastnet. which i think was fabulous and, and yeah. lynn she does look incredibly sexy yeah so she steps off this this boat looking immaculate and perfect white, and everybody else that comes off the boat looks uh, just looks like, like extras from Minder. Yeah, this is like <laughs> a, a whole load of lumpy tourists, and there's a shining jewel of of, of Lynn looking looking immaculate, Tread glamour, and probably wearing thousands of pounds worth of designer yeah. yachting gear. Uh, and it's also incredibly you know, so if we're following the trajectory of Lynn, uh, <laughs> Lynn's the, her fast net crew from having all. The lumpy lesbians when they were actually my apologies the... <laughs> to to anyone who's offended by jonathan if you are offended by jonathan then i'm sorry you should probably just unsubscribe to the podcast <laughs> but when she had a trial on the icebreaker boat they they the crew Hang on, let's just say is what she didn't have a trial on an icebreaker boat that's a big kind of frigatey thing that, that <laughs> goes around the arctic <laughs> Yes, maybe that's where the old crew have gone. Oh yes, they've gone to, <laughs> to Mana Frigate in the Arctic. The crew on the icebreaker yacht where uh, Lynn had her trial on completely different from last. It's, it's, uh, they're all apart actresses. from the apart, apart from the the captain. She, I mean, she she's quite attractive. Yeah. So they're all now actresses. Actresses apart from one, one of one one of the crew wasn't an actress. Really? Which one was that? The one that falls in the water. Oh, she's stunt. She's a stunt. Oh, person. But she was quite attractive as well. But none. 
What's that got to do with it? But because well, the when when they, when they did the trial on the icebreaker yacht, um, they were all very yachtsmany, sensible, sensible shoe ladies. Um, and now, now they're all glamour. They're now, now always a, a sort of glamour in, in their stripy pirate gear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was like a female wears Wally, wasn't it? It was a bit. I was, I was, I, I was kind of looking for the bobble hat to be, to be, to be honest. Anyway. Anyway. So, but in fairness, um, so we, we've got many storylines that are going through this one. The Fastnet one is was very good because the what's his name Nick Nick was it Nick Phil Phil Phil, Phil. The, of the captain of Mickey Mouse who was a complete arsehole. Yeah, so he turns up and, and, and was very and rags and, uh, incredibly sexist and horrible. He's just horrible. He's a nasty piece of work. He is, and uh, the icebreaker Julie uh, trounces the trounces Mickey Mouse. The, yeah, just even before they've started the race, because he he was really horrible. He was horrible. We don't um, we don't we don't like him. So, we, we liked him in Buffy, but we don't like him in this. No, no, he's 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 a nasty piece of work. With nasty, Bobby. nasty, nasty. And with a boat called Mickey Mouse, and the Mickey Mouse boat's really. even got a Mickey Mouse sail. It's got Mickey Mouse's face on it. Yeah. I wonder if Walt Disney, no, Walt Disney couldn't have sponsored this. It's just probably borrowed someone's boat called Mickey Mouse. Yeah, they probably had to pay um, a royalty to, to the Disney company. Really? I would imagine so. Hmm, I wonder if they did. That would be interesting. No, I'm well, not actually, that, it wouldn't I'm be that interesting. It would be quite dull, really. But um, yeah, yeah, well. I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'll, I'm sure I'll gel negotiated a good rate. So uh, we've got so we've got the fast net, which is all very very exciting because there's lots of actual sailing. Well, there's there's, there's lots of stock footage, there's all th- of which is slightly different color graded, so nothing quite matches with anything else. But hey ho! But yeah, but the the the, the ladies that they're, they're, so they're, they're they're doing very well, uh, and they're near the front one of the front runners on the on, on we learn about that. Um, and then there was, a, a, was an accident where one of the ladies. Yeah, I wasn't really very sure what happened there. Um, the sale, the sale, sort of. Yeah, the, the, it's, it just came to be a, a sort of like a yoinks moment, and she falls in the water. Well, because and the, the other, the, the, and Joe Penhaligan breaks her arm. Well, she she broke her arm because uh, the 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 rope got pulled, and then it just she, she sort of was trying to stop the rope being pulled. And I mean, if when you are sailing. It, it is quite it can be you've got to be very careful good job your grandmother didn't know anything any of that isn't it well she watched howard's way so but obviously because i could swim for a brick in pajamas it yeah. was fine you were, you'd be immune from having a broken arm <laughs> i only broke my arm when i did a handstand in gym class <laughs> okay. so i did that <laughs> mr davis he said no jonathan you are going to do a handstand you are going to do a handstand and he lifted up he was like the, the typical atypical gym gym instructor or games instructor and he thought it was being funny where he, he lifted my legs up so i was completely off the so my hands couldn't even touch the floor right and then dropped me okay well that wasn't very sensible of him was it no i, I did, think did you sue <laughs> no it was before that oh, I, mean, yeah. I suppose that's when we didn't sue that's that's just when we just took it all in good state and had a good laugh about it Afterwards, yes, it's jolly Jane. Casualty. <laughs> well, actually, this, the Miss Smith, who was uh, d- deputy head, I'm sure she was having an affair with, with Dr. Crowther, who was the the head at the time, um, because she was very, very emotional when he retired. I hope you're changing the names to protect us yes, from legal action. 
I think they're all dead now anyway. Um, but Ms. Smith had to take me in her mini metro um, to accident emergency. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because, because of my limp wrist. But she, because she, of your limp wrist? If that, if yes, that, if that was yes, just, the writing yeah. was on the wall. Yeah, yeah. If, sorry if that saved you to accident emergency, then she'd be there every day but, of the week. Okay, my hand was, uh, hand was, was in, a, in an up position yeah. and then she, we were waiting to say so she, she, I mean obviously she, she'd got a, a St John's ambulance sort of certificate or something because um, she was very jolly hog shit and she grabbed hold of my hand and then wedged it down ow. and it was ow and, and it was and, and suddenly she realised maybe I shouldn't have done that and it was very concerned. Yeah. I did have to have a few meetings. So basically, she took a bad situation and made, made it worse. It, made it worse. I, it, it, I was quite a robust, a robust schoolboy. So, so that was that. Anyway, that's my story of. Um, I don't know how we got. Oh yeah, arm breakage. Uh, arm breakage. It was, it was yeah, more. So of Joe it. Penhaligan's broken her arm. Um, and then what one of the girls is saying. Oh no, we should just stop it and let's get to the get nearest. to the nearest port. And Joe Penhaligan is saying, well, probably Portsmouth is the probably the nearest. the nearest port, and that's the end of the race anyway. So, so let's just get on with it. And so. of course, Lynn is so single-mindedly wanting to win that she she goes, we're not going to the nearest port we're going we're going to win this race broken arm or not yeah and everyone's like yay jolly hockey sticks well no. they're not actually one of them is a bit actually whining. is that really a good idea should we not seek medical attention well no in mean, fair she's fine she's got another arm it's fine yeah what, what's the worst <laughs> what's, what's the worst that can happen what's the worst that can happen? so we we have that story i mean this i don't i say with many of the episodes you have like story a story b and story c um, they had. Um, I'm not. I don't think there's anything that's actually can be categorised to that because we've got quite a lot of excitement with the yachts, Mike. Yachts thing. Yeah. Well, I think. I, I think there are there are a few separate threads in this. We've there's, got we've the, got the fastnet thread. So we've got the fastnet thread. Then we've, we've got, got Jack and Kate. Jack and Kate. Yes, Jack is there having a conversation with the bar, the landlord. Yeah. Well, or the to bar. be fair, he's he's boring the pants off the. Of of the barman of the jolly sailor and who is who's not looking particularly jolly. It has uh, to he's be not. Said. He's not. Yeah, that, that, yeah, he's probably heard these stories at least twenty times I, before while drinking a cup of tea. A, I thought it was a coffee. Uh, was it maybe, maybe I a, a, a coffee with a coffee. Tea, in, in a teacup? With probably a trying to keep himself awake. <sighs> well, I, I just felt that was a bit of point. It, I mean, just, bit of pointless the, badinage. Yeah, it did feel as though part of that this episode was padded out. Like we had. Like, a really, really long shot of the helicopter. Obviously, they're trying to make the most of that helicopter. Helicopters <laughs> don't come cheap. I know they are really, really expensive. So even, I mean, that would have been a day higher for that helicopter. I think they for have that. used that helicopter. Uh, I think they 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 used, they probably booked the helicopter for a few uh, for for a day, and yeah. they did as many shots because I think in well, subsequent to, episodes. Yeah, well, I'll let you into a secret, Jonathan. Go on. That's how television is made. <gasps> no, please, yes. no, don't spoil it. Howard's Way is real. Yes. It's real. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's real. They make television like that when they shoot lots of different scenes from different episodes. So, I mean, I think they have they have used this helicopter and they've used it for filming and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. So they would have hired it for a period of time and then shot all the scenes all at once. Yeah. So uh, sorry, mm, sorry to burst spoilers. The, yeah, Howard's Way is it's a documentary of real life. Yes, honestly. Yes. <laughs> Obvious, it's, obviously, it's like Towie from Tarrant set. <laughs> so, 
So we got so we got there we got we so we got Jack and Kate. So Jack's at the Jolly Sailor, boring and everyone. Completely and utterly hammered. And then Kate phones it's always rather embarrassing when someone phones you at the pub. I mean it <laughs> yeah. never happened to me. Not and now we have mobile phones, it wouldn't probably wouldn't happen anyway. No. But someone phones the pub telephone asking to speak to someone. How mortifying. And then she oh so we we've got sort of she's there saying, Why are you the, why are you drinking, blah 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 bit being sort of the, the very matronly. Well I love uh, Kate's amazing. She's really, really good fun. But then, then Jack gets refused to be served any more booze and he said, I'm never going to Jolly Sailor again. So Kate phones really just to try and jolly him along and, and get him to stop drinking and straighten yeah. up and fly right and sort his life yeah. out, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Jolly good. Jolly good. He he basically blows her a raspberry down the phone and tells her to <laughs> I, I to just, f off. I uh, calls just, her a, a tea bag or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, a tea which bag. Is, which, as far as insults go, is kind of imaginative, really. That's imaginative. Well, it's, that's going to be my go-to insult from <laughs> now on. Tea bag. You tea bag you. <laughs> oh, I'd prefer a coffee, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> you you compostable po- coffee pod you. <laughs> so, oh, this this story thread between Kate uh, Kate and Jack. I think they, sh- they they should have got together. Yeah, it feels like it's leading up to to a romance, doesn't it? It does, but I mean, she's already uh, Kate's already dismissed that because yeah, but she- they always do that in rom coms. They always start. It's like a Hallmark movie. They always start off saying, "I'm never dating anyone again," and then their eyes meet over a uh, a diseased liver or something, or or, or there's a chopped tree a or chopped a Christmas tree. decoration yeah. or something like something that. Something like that. Uh, so- <laughs> We've clearly watched far too many Hallmark movies. I, I quite like a Hallmark movie. It's, it's, it's undemanding and it's mildly entertaining. Um, so, but I I really like the the the, the dynamic between them two. Um, they are really good. Although she she's she's just like she must be a really sort of a, a very apt sort of cat burglar because she's she she turns up at uh, at Jack's house because he's not is. Yeah, he's, well, he's not, he's not responding to a yeah. message. So she's screeching down the uh, sort of into, in into the box. Uh, <laughs> she screeches round in a Morris, <laughs> a Morris a traveller. traveller. Yeah. I love the Morris. I traveller. love the Morris Traveller. I think that's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a really sexy when I, girl. When I was a kid, my cousin had a, a Morris Traveller. Oh, really? And it was, we used to, you know, we used to pile in the back and go go into the countryside and go for picnics and it stuff just, like it, that. It's like re- there, there is something some- really. A, there's something uh, I guess maybe it's because I've got that bit of history with it that I looked at it and it reminds me of those happy, ch- carefree childhood days. I know, going for it, picnics. It, it, I, I remember. So I was friends with um, the girl that, uh, or the daughter of the person that had the deli in 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 London. Um, what the deli in London? What, well, it's deli in Dulwich. Uh, deli in Dulwich. Deli in Dulwich. Is that what it's called? The deli in Dulwich. It was. It's the Dulwich deli. Dulwich deli. <laughs> Yes. Wow. So I always it was fascinated because well, they had this really really ancient Morris Traveller, but I, I always loved going because because they had the, the the flat above. Well, they lived in the flat above. Um, above the shop. Above the shop. Well, it was it was it was actually three floors. I was fa- was fascinated because it had like all this big stairwell which went up because oh. so they had the deli on the ground level. They had a basement. Um, really kept the stock. Yeah, so the, stock the stock room in the basement. And they also had a, another stock room out the back because they had a big rear yard. But they had had this Morris Traveller, which is just used to cart things around in. And, and go to the cash and carry. Or wherever. Because they, they used to go and get lots of things from farms and so obviously the the produce and everything, all the gorgeous cheeses and everything. But every time you walked into the, into the, the deli downstairs, 
I was fascinated because I had all these. It was, it was like the pharmacy, you know. It had all these sort of big coloured bottles of mm. gorgeous the things. Amphora. And uh, and it smelled just amazing. Wow. Uh, See, was, shops did have smells back then. They don't. Shops don't smell of anything anymore. Although the new cheese shop in Nantwich is very very lovely. Um, yes, but it doesn't smell of cheese. It does smell of cheese. Does it? I, I don't really want the smell of cheese, to, to, be, to be honest. I oh. was thinking more of delicious baking bread smells, not not stinky, stinking bishop or whatever. Oh, well, that cheese we had there was gorgeous. It was lovely. Um, anyway, let's anyway, let's get so back anyway, to how so they had way. this Morris Traveller, which they went and sort of the collected stuff. So it was always it was always that the, the car smelt very much like the shop. And I was always fascinated because I remember one summer they were varnishing, varnishing the wood on the side of the car. Well, you it's have to right. maintain it. Yeah, but wherever we drove by, where they had the gear stick, you had the rubber around the gear stick mm-hmm. um, uh, at the bottom, and part of that had warped, and you could actually see straight through to the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have in my in my in my in the past, I have driven cars where you can. Actually, look down through the floor. And daylight, see the, daylight is yeah, it? yeah. Not quite the Flintstones, but not far off. Anyway, so so Kate goes to Jack's house. No, no answer. And then she, I don't know, she kicks the door in. Or well, she, she she goes round the back. And also, is it? She's there pressing the doorbell. No sounds are coming from the doorbell and hammering on the door, on the front door. And she goes round and there's another doorbell on the back. Well, I thought that was fascinating, that. What, having a doorbell on your back I know, door? I maybe that's where the servants come in. So, um, or, 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 the, or the stocks or, or deliveries come through via the back. So, anyway, the back door's open. She goes in and finds Jack. Sprawled, sprawled on the rug. face down on, on the like rug. It's like an Agatha Christie. With a, with a couple of bottles of drunk whiskey. Um, yeah. I, the weird thing is, the house, Jack's house, is right next to the yard. Yes. Um, and... Jack, as I obviously, Kate f- says, oh, sort of, we, we see this off. She's phoned for an ambulance. Surely Avril, Tom, or someone from the boatyard would have seen an ambulance arriving. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, and Carl, <laughs> Carl, Carl. You're, you're right, of course. There does seem to be a particular lack of concern. And maybe they just, maybe they were just looking the other way when the ambulance when the arrived. the ambulance arrived. And rather than go to accident emergency, he gets deposited into a, into a rehab, rehab <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> How mm. did that happen? Yeah. And then it gets. And who's this, paying for it? I say, Avril doesn't seem to be bothered because uh, so they, they seem to avoid completely, utterly blank out Avril, who seems to be Avril and Jack that are in charge of each other's lives because obviously, sort of daughter and father, um, and they seem to be and he, sort of know exactly what their movements are. They don't seem to be bothered that he doesn't seem to turn up because the, the week the week before mm. he was phoned up saying. <laughs> Don't feel very yeah. well. And now, he, now, he's been, now he's been carted off in an ambulance to a, to an emergency <laughs> rehab centre. <laughs> Nobody's um, asked. Nobody, nobody, really, <laughs> nobody seems to care. <laughs> Which is rather peculiar writing, really, when you think about it. But but let's just roll with it. We'll, we'll, we'll roll, roll with, with that it. one. So anyway, Jack's in the rehab centre. Uh, Kate's concerned and wandering around the grounds of this rehab centre, which looks another stately home yeah. marvellous so. Yeah. so he wakes up in his, in his gym jams on a hospital bed and, yes. and there's Kate saying you're in a rehab centre what? what? <laughs> how did that happen? Jack is surprised as we were with that suspending disbelief <laughs> um, so so Jack's in rehab and, and he's having uh, therapy uh, therapy because apparently there was more whiskey in his bloodstream than there was blood <laughs> 
Which you can pretty much. You, yeah, I can, you, I can believe that. But Jack, Jack drunk acting is brilliant. I well, love, I love, I love, I love drunk, yeah. drunk Jack. Yeah, there's no, they, 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 no one else, no one has a patch on him really for that drunk <laughs> then acting. Then we have, uh, we have the sinister. Yes, we have a mysterious stranger who has from these, the changes from Mister Furbelow from the changes, an old, <laughs> an old friend of Antique Dust, as it, turn, <laughs> as, it as it turns out, um, who has his own. His, his own theme music. Which I, lo- I love it when characters are introduced with their own theme with the music. With the creepies, Howard's the creepy Wapey. Sort of, it's like a 1950s, 1960s spy thriller sort of. And he, he, he just seems to have. Played a, on a zither or something. I don't, well, probably he's, not. He's but. got a range of beige beige clothes. Yes. But he, he wanders around very mysteriously. And then burning a picture, burning of, the a picture right. of the mermaid <laughs> yard. Yeah. In the hotel, in a hotel. It, it was like a lot, a lot of doesn't have any fire alarms, lots of, thankfully. A lot of man-made fabric. I mean, when he was lighting it up, that picture, the the, the fabric around this four-poster bed. Yeah. I thought, and he's wandering <laughs> the curtains. He's wandering mysteriously around the mermaid yard, looking mysterious. <laughs> this is really, really creepy. It's just ooh, ooh. and, and it, it, that's setting up one story there. Um, obviously, we've got Jack in rehab. That's another story. We're sort of nearly concluding the yachty sort of the, the fast net storyline um so that's that's i think yeah. that concludes next week so we have we have the mermaid yard storyline which yeah. is going to run and so tom run and run. tom and jan so so they need so the, they still they still need this cash injection because they need 20 percent of some <laughs> <Something>. unspecified amount <laughs> in order to do something or other with the prototype but i never really quite managed they to, want to build to, the type to, prototype. To work out. but the thing is they're building the prototype and yet they've got some scaffold of some what looks like some hefty scaffolding planks being taken off oh we're going to build a prototype i thought the prototype was going to be made out of plastic I just don't quite get that because it was like they were, they were dragging some scaffolding planks off the back yeah. of a, well, a, a well, flatbed. What, <laughs> what I think is, is has to happen, and not because of any knowledge of these things particularly, just because I've been around a bit. But what I think what happens is is that they build a prototype out of wood, ah. and then that becomes the, the mold, mold ah. for the plastic plastic injection thingamabob system fabulous, fabulous, that fabulous. then goes on to that. So yeah, it did look like railway sleepers. So. Did, yes, I thought. Are you building a tiered garden in Jack's garden? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this what you're doing? Yeah, well, they're, they're building a planter. <laughs> a, ra- a raised planter. There, they've got Percy Thrower around to come and pick out some ferns. Yes. So. Yeah. So, so they need this this money, and there's no so other source because we uh, we, we now had a question answer from last week was. What about Jack's house? But it turns out that there's, there's already, already a charge on, from the bank on Jack's house. Yeah. So it is only Tom's house. So and then we work out that Jan has now agreed that a charge can be put on the house, but this, he, the house gets signed over to yeah. Jan. So or some sort of some, financial. There's some peculiar relig- religious. No, that's not right. Legal. Yeah. Legal process behind that that it turns out that if some somehow if 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 they default on. The loan, oh, the whole house then belongs to Jan or something. I just didn't understand how that could possibly work. Some, but some, I'm just going to, I'm just suspending my disbelief and I'm going to roll with it. So Jan is reluctantly agreeing yeah. so, to do and this, and Jan secured her position as yeah. far as the house is concerned. Yeah, so she's 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 safe or secure or some some such nonsense. But also the disintegration of the marriage seems to be inevitable now because well, they're se- they're separating their. Their, their assets. assets so it's not it's not good it's not looking it's not good. looking good um 
then we have no, uh, no, we don't, we don't get to know who keeps the the slow cooker or anything like that, <laughs> or the alga, or the alga. <laughs> yeah. Do they split it in half and have half each? Well, they haven't got a casserole dish anymore. Well, that's because Leo, <laughs> Leo has destroyed that rather cold-looking casserole, little, little casserole. Yeah, yeah. Though he had, did have rather good um, holding a hot, a hot. Dish yeah, with, with a tea towel. I know. Acting going on. There was, there, there was. He was so severe. A very cold-looking casserole dish. Yeah. He was like, he was treated as a really. Yeah. He was acting. He was. He was. He was acting. The Tom really wasn't joining in because he was just he was just it sweeping it away, it away in the flip top. Well, well, Leo was still trying to pretend that it was. It, it was, was really hot. hot. Well done, Leo. Well, well, done, well Leo. round well of applause. Done. So we have more of Leo being a little bit sort of yeah. So we go back through life. Yeah. So we we end up back in that terrifying um, health and safety health and safety a, nightmare of a, a of a adventure playground, adventure playground with a rather miserable yes. With a miserable Abby wearing a Candlewick bedspread, or a black Candlewick yeah. bedspread, like mm. Mm. so. Yeah, that. Uh, so we were got, touching scene. It was quite touching. A touching scene, after they sort of opened up the sandwiches from a Tupperware, from a Tupperware box, box. Yes. Uh, and then so they, they blocked it out very well with regards to them leaning nonchalantly against this yeah. miserable concrete yeah, wall. Yeah, so Abby's supposed to be looking after these children, but she's quite happy to wander off with Leo. They're all running while, riot behind her while yeah, in the back They're stuff. climbing over the fence onto the railway line. <laughs> Stop! Yeah, yeah. She, I don't think she's quite got quite the grasp of her, of her responsibility. Well, considering you just turn up to the social work department and then suddenly you're given a, a horde of children and an adventure playground to play with. It just seems quite... Yeah, <laughs> just let them, just, you know, natural selection. <laughs> yes. This is Darwinism. <laughs> just, just let them get on with it. So, yes. uh, and then more of the Abby storyline where she's determined to have an abortion. Yeah. She goes to a very judgy doctor. Well, it's, it's uh, Davy's father. Davy's father, who's incredibly judgy. I mean, that, that, that whole... well, actually, to be fair, I think that's probably quite reflective of the time, of the time really. Uh, I don't, uh, no, I think so. I think don't so. No, um, yeah, because I, I think especially you doing it on the NHS. Because I know a sort of a, a friend of mine from school. She yeah. Name, not naming any names. No, I'm not naming any Jonathan. names. Um, but so she she had to get herself sorted after having a little romance with the French exchange student. So she did that all sort of privately sort of thing so abby seems to be struggling with her decision I, I, I yeah think. we could yeah and and she was there was a she, she was very emotional and that's the, the scene with the scene with abby abby the uh, is it shelley is it, is it, um cindy cindy, C- cindy shelley she's a great actor really really good actor yeah. um and she really emoted really well there and it i think it's re- it's really interesting because you've got s- quite a lot of actors that up their game when they're next to someone who is really really good, and I think the Abby character really pushes the buttons for for Leo, the the the, the Leo, the, the, the actor that plays the Highmore that plays for Highmore, Highmore, yeah, <laughs> Highmore, uh, uh, and because he 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 ups his game it, it's it's very much like when jan was working sort of the, the jan character was working next to 
Yeah, Kate, the, the Kate, Kate character. character. And oh yeah, you can tell it's just like they're up up in their game, really, really going for it. Um, I mean, because in the in the eighties, that whole abortion storyline, you probably have an entire series dedicated to that social angst. Angst, and this is just like a small vignette in yeah. in, in a very soapy yeah. drama. I mean, it is a fairly dis- disposable storyline within the context of the of of the show, but I think they do it quite they, they, well. Sensitively, I think it's been done quite quite sensitively and. Good performances by the by all concerned. By all concerned, yeah. Best wishes to all concerned. Mm, very, very good. Uh, and then we've got to come to, we've got two other storylines that are, are, are mentioned here uh, that are coming in this series in this episode, uh, Jan and fashion. Yes, she's fashion in fashion. Fashion. <laughs> so, fashion with a capital fashion. So Jan has gone to town, London, yes. and uh, she she's meeting up with her chum. Who's a fashion fashionista working with lots of fashion, yes, uh, lots fashion of chunky jewellery, lots oh my lots god, of chunky to hide, jewellery to hide her ample bosoms. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like big jewellery to downplay a, a hefty bosom. <laughs> so it's not quite House of Elliot, is it? Really, it was a massive set that wasn't it for the. For, for, for but, but are we still talking about our bosoms? <laughs> Oh, you mean the <laughs> the set where the, the fashion designer was? Yes, <laughs> yes. There, there were lots of extras. Lots. There of, was lots. They, they really. I mean, they 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 really went to town. They, with they it, discovered didn't they? they discovered a bit more budget somewhere along the line. We've, we've got helicopter. We've got helicopter. We've got yacht. We've, we've got um, sailing with two yachts mm. out with the Mickey Mouse and the ice uh, icebreaker. Then we. <laughs> it's just. Oh. But the fashion, yeah. So, so we, we 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 get introduced introduced to clot. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not, just, not 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 quite yet though, because you know we've we've got Jan and and her friends. Sil- Sylvia, yeah, I think, or something wearing 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 sort of large black outfits, but looking quite fashionista. Yeah, it, re- it really reminded yeah. me of, of, of like an episode of Ab Fab. You know, it, reminded, it reminded me of every episode. Of every Abfab. episode, it was like I think maybe Abfab was actually based around Howard's way, the Howard's way fashionista storyline. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so Jan's flicking through some some fashion stuff. She's uh, like drawings and and uh, look, looking at uh, look, basically looking at, at fashion. At fashion, and it at was, fashion. It was... and she finds two um, spectacular. This designs that turn out not to be Sylvia's if that's her name I think well I think Sylvia curates with various designers and then sells on to boutiques that's that's the general thing I think she does do a bit of designer but then she curates other designers and and she's basically a wholesaler um, um, going into boutiques oh. Ah. Oh, so, thanks for the clarification and then we get introduced to Claude uh, Claude. Claude. Claude 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 Dupont Claude Dupont Claude Dupont <laughs> Plot, who uh, played by who played by Malcolm Jameson, who is a, a Scottish actor <laughs> so, yeah, with a marvelous, with a marvelous, French, marvelous French accent, okay, marvelous, with just, oui, oui, oui. With, with just a just 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 a hint of a Scottish burr about it. And apparently, Claude uh, is a, uh, a fashion photographer. Not appar- nothing apparently about it. Yeah, we see him. We yeah. see him in full, F- full clicky yeah. things going of, on. Well, well, some ladies who wearing seems to be some... modelling a, a 
tinfoil safety blankets. Blanket, so, like, so it was the de rigueur for the 1980s marathon. And yes. the marathon, you're given a Mars bar and a tinfoil, tinfoil wrap. Yes. <laughs> and in fairness, the, the, the model that was modeling it, sort of like, she wasn't as glamorous as the yacht crew that was doing the fast net. So, oh, don't be mean, George. Well, no, it, it, she, she was quite sturdy. But the model. The model, yes. Yeah. It, it was the sort well, of... They spent all the budget on helicopters and sewing <laughs> the machines. Helicopters. They, didn't have, they didn't have money for models. <laughs> that to wheel, to wheel they, one they, yeah, they just got someone in who was, uh, the day before, she'd been working in an abattoir. <laughs> yes! Okay. I don't know. Needs I must. Know. <laughs> so, um, so we meet Claude for the first time. Um, and... Claude invites Jan out for dinner. Well, it was once meant to meet out for lunch, but she had a four o'clock appointment. So they get invited to dinner. So we think, oh, is this a romance Ooh. for... What's, what's Ken going to say when he finds I out know. about this? Ken, very jealous. Ken is... is uh, Well gel. Uh, well, it will be well gel. And, but Ken is a... We only see a little bit of Ken today. Uh, because because Ken then sort of gets a bit snubby because snubbed because Jan meets up with um, Tom for lunch when he he, he invites Jan out to yeah. lunch. They they have a they have a, like a comic a comic encounter in the in the office when there's a whole lot of business with answering telephones. Oh, so telephone where you lift the phone up and gives and it hands to it her. to Jan and then just uh, a reminder of her. Of her true place and after, and the after she of things. snubs him for lunch, and then it turns out to be Gerald, and she's like, "Oh, hello, blah, blah, blah. And so it's, oh, it's Gerald," and said, "No, I'm not available. Tell him I'm in a business meeting." Yeah. So. Ken really needs to learn that just someone putting their hand over a receiver <laughs> doesn't actually act as a really efficient soundproofing yeah. technique. <laughs> Sorry, Gerald. Ken says that he's busy, <laughs> and then and then Ken feels a little bit. Stupid because he's been invited to this gl- dignity, a, glam. A, a glim, a glam, glam cocktail, cocktail party, party. Gerald and Polly's. Um, I mean, <laughs> in fact, I do. I, I, I really like the Ken Masters character, and he's completely out of his depth. But I think we're we're finding out sort of that he's getting bored of dealing with the petrol station. So I think his his interest in the petrol station because he's on the board of the companies or anything. So I or think some he's, business he's bollocks some of that business bollocks. So I think he's selling off his petrol stations. That's what we get a bit of business there. Um and then he arrive so we, we see a scene where we see Polly, we only see a little bit of Polly uh today which is very disappointing really but you can obviously see polly is the hostess with the most desk knows how to work a room knows how to make um gerald look great and knows how to make a party go with a swing which yes. is great chipolata sausages oh my god sticks. yeah they're, they're, they're feasting nothing on, like it nothing <laughs> like it cocktail sausages on sticks marvelous marvelous well it's a cocktail party it was a cocktail yes and they did lumps that. of cheddar and and we, we meet Sir John for the first time. Yes, Sir John. Now, now Sir John is going to become a... A, a regular. A, I, think, I think he's in most, most of the episodes from now on because every time there's even anything remotely to do with unspecified percentages of money... John, Sir John, seems to be the Wheel only merchant banker, banker in the entire south in, in of Tarrant. England. Not um, in Tarrant, but in the whole of... the the south it's like the barclays or, remar- well, we, or sir john. well barclays get sidelined now that sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir john's merchant bank is in the is in the free yeah but unfortunately 
for those those of you who might remember uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy from many years ago, mm-hmm. I I just look at Sir John, and even though he's not played by the same actor, um, he just makes me think of Slarty Bartfast from <laughs> from Hitchhikers. Really? Yeah. He does. So we're now calling Sir John Slarty Bartfast. Yeah, he's, he's not Sir John, he's Slarty Bartfast. Oh, very well. So we're introduced to Sir John after Sir John gives his, gives his business card. It's a big sort of like blocking scene of him giving a open up his big wallet with lots of credit cards in yeah. and passing on his business card. Clearly the purpose of this introduction is to hit us over the head with the fact that, that it's Sir John. it is Sir John and he is connected to a massive merchant banking and, and operation and, and is ripping in death. money. And, e- everybody's and wearing sort of... Wearing, well, Ken looks like a waiter. He looks like a waiter. He's, <laughs> wearing the only, he's the only one with a white... He didn't get the memo. Yeah, well, it's a cocktail party, so he's wearing his, his tuxedo and what have you. Well, there are a few tuxedos around. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're not wearing black white ones. ones. He's the only person, the only man who's wearing a white tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's he like he stepped off the, the set of Casino Royale. And he does look like he's a little bit. He is out of his depth. Yes, he is a fish out of water. Yeah, and well, and I think that that the, the, the how they've staged it and how the, the costume designers and what have you, I think they've done it really, really well here. Yeah. And you know, the, clearly the instruction was Ken is a fish out of water, make him look like he is, and they do that. They do in that spades. admirably, and they also they, so we 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 also learn from this episode that Charles definitely needs Gerald as as Gerald needs Polly because Polly is the social host, and uh, Charles it's sort of is needs to be introduced and everything to make him look sort of very efficient when he's introduced to this lady who she met he met a year ago. Yeah, because Gerald remembers the names. The names, and then so it makes Charles look even better than... That she can, he can remember the names of the wives of his board of directors. Yeah, and so I think it's... Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a really, really well done, and it, position, it positions the characters super well. Uh, we've got a little bit of eyeballing of um, Polly to Charles. Yeah. So we're, we're getting some hints that... They, 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 more hints that they have a bit of Past. a history together. Yeah. So, but we don't even know. It, uh, it never really becomes apparent that it, Charles knows Gerald's real sexual orientation. None of us know that. Well, we do, because we've been told it by Polly, because it's a lavender marriage, um, when she's yes, a little but, bit tipsy. Yeah, but that's all going to be confounded by future events. Isn't I know, it? but the, well, we do have the storyline with which is in later episodes where... That we won't talk about because it'll be spoilers. Oh, we don't want to do, don't want to do any spoilers. Spoilers, sweetie. Spoilers, sweetie. So, lots happens in this episode. Um, nothing really concludes. No, we don't get any we've resolution got, to anything. We've got the scary, creepy guy with his own Howard's Way theme yeah, tune. Yeah, we've got Mr. Furbelow with his, his zither, <laughs> zither-based theme tune. Yeah, which is really, really... Yeah. We've got Jan discovering a fashion designer. So, Claude. 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 Um, then we've got Jack in the, being dried out in a clinic but nobody who's close to him apart from Kate they're is just, aware. They just don't care. Is it, uh, is it, uh, they uh, just, no wonder he's so disappointed. Oh, 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 he's Kate, whisked off to a rehab 
clean. It's dry out, and she doesn't even visit him. It's it's like an episode of Prisoner, isn't it? It's where he wakes up in a in a detox thing. I think she's probably got a cage in the back of a Morris Trap Traveler. <laughs> she just bundled him in the back and then deposited him at a rehab centre. It wasn't an ambulance. We never saw the ambulance. We never saw the ambulance. It was just her wheeling him out, sort of fireman's lifting Jack into the back of the the, the, the back of a Morris Traveler. And- Dumping him at the doorstep of, of of the Betty Ford Clinic or the Priory, the Tarrant equivalent of Betty Ford. <laughs> it's Elizabeth Montego instead. <laughs> but uh, it's, it was great. It, there was so much. There was so much happening in this yeah. episode. Yeah, it was, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going it, on. I mean, it was a little bit all over the place, and then. The very, very last scene. Well, well, what can we say? You dirty doggy. Naughty, naughty, naughty Tom. Naughty Tom. Naughty Tom. So Tom... Mind you, Avril's not exactly innocent in this. No, Avril is definitely not an innocent in this. So the very, very final scene... So they're celebrating the... Celebrating having the the finance. So they're celebrating Tom getting a second mortgage. Or something, or no, getting a mortgage on something or on other. his on his house, so they get twenty percent of some unspecified figure to, to, to build this to to build the to, a boat house, out of uh, railway sleepers, <laughs> so, and then we're going to celebrate going out for a meal, and then Avril has a better idea. We'll, we'll go. I'll, I'll cook this masterpiece meal in the equivalent of a car- floating caravan. Yes, it was a bit Fly- caravan esque, wasn't it? Inside, yeah. the, although it did. In fairness, I love that boat. I want that boat. Well, it's on eBay, apparently. <laughs> well, there's, there's a model of boat very similar to that on eBay. I haven't bid for it. I think it'd be very. You say model? Do you mean like a tiny same... remote control one? No, no. It's, a, it's a real one. But no, I'm, I'm holding fire. I'm holding fire by me. <laughs> It would be, it would be. I don't think it would be as bonkers as buying that house in house in Germany. I did on eBay, but well, it'd be more expensive than the house in Germany, probably. Mm, yeah, yeah. Thought so. <laughs> so. Thought so. But naughty, naughty Bovril, Bovril, and it was really interesting because normally it would be like they'd be kissing and then it would go like dum, and then yeah, that was that. I, I did. I it certainly did cross my mind that they the rather than. What they normally do is they have, have the kiss and then then they would go straight into the jazzy theme <laughs> tune. But no, we, we have a, a bit of a long shot that pulls and away they, from they, them. We have the then name they had of the writer. A little bit of the credits. A little, little bit of the credits. The name of the writer comes up, and then pow, we're into the 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 the, 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 the big boobied mermaid. The, the boob, boobied mermaid and the jazzy thing. So I mean, this is episode nine. So we've got another five more episodes of. No, oh, actually, no, we've got four. There are 13 episodes in the series. So we've got four more episodes until... Yes, I can do, I can do this. I you can, can do, do maths. Sums. I, can I do like maths. maths. I can do hard sums. <laughs> I like hard sums and I can't lie. So now... Now. 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 We need to do the reboot, yeah. recast. Yeah. Now, we did announce what we were going to do on our podcast last week, but we actually sat down and neither of us could remember what we said. So we've decided... Week. So we're doing something completely different. So we're throwing we, the script out. We're throwing the script out, yes, because yeah, the printer's not working. Uh, so I can't read my own handwriting. It's dreadful. So we are doing the... So we've got the fantasy. If Howard's Way was rebooted today, who would we recast in the same roles? So... Charles Freer. Charles Freer. Who do you think? Who do I think? 
Well, I'm very excited about this. Go on. Because I would suggest Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Now you're going to say, who's Dan Stevens? Is this Stevens? not a Game of Thrones person? No. Who's Dan no. Stevens? What's he played? So, Dan Stevens, let me think. Downton Abbey. Ooh, which one was he? Was he was he upstairs or downstairs? He was upstairs. Was he the Irish guy? No. Who was he? He was. He was. I can't remember the character's name. He was Matthew. Matthew Crawley. Oh, blonde one. And you're probably more familiar with him from the the Eurovision movie where he <gasps> played the Russian. He plays the Russian. He plays the, the gay Russian. Russian. Yeah. That's Dan Stevens, and that's that's my pick. So we're having a for, for a, Charles a, Freer. A, a blonde Charles Freer. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Like oh I oh I, 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 I do I ooh. ooh I do oh I do like that. Yes. I would. On the other hand, I would pick. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Oh. That's a good start. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, oh. He, oh. Give us a clue. He's, he was he was in Grange Hill. Started his career in Grange Hill. He then went on to do a couple of drama series. Um, then he was in Sunburn. As Sunburn. Um, and he was had a pop career as well. Hold on, let's have a look. Uh, Grange. Sunburn. I think he played Tegs. Uh, Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. Because I think he's. I've no idea what he. He was also by, by the that. boyfriend in that police drama set in Manchester um, that had the woman that was in Dr. Foster in it. Yeah, we're really on the we're yeah, really we're on really the ball, yeah. so, aren't we? So I think, uh, this uh, is top-notch stuff now. You're, we're <laughs> we're we're in the big leagues now. So I think Sean Maguire could probably do it quite well because he's got a bit of gravitas. He's a bit short, but then again, so is Charles Freer. Um, but did you know a bit of a nonsense, a bit of a trivia, that the actor who plays Charles Freer actually married the actor who played Lynn? Yes, I did actually. Yeah. I did know that Tony and Holt and, and Tracy Childs were uh, Tracy Childs to get were together. I don't know if this it was the son that was that. I'm not sure if it's from his first first marriage that his, his other son. He's an actor as well. I mean, he could probably play it, but that's a bit too obvious. It's a bit like Highmore's son yeah, playing. I mean, I mean Chris Christian Christian and Holt. Yeah, because he. He he. Obviously, it's it's the heritage. So, if you wanted to have something with the heritage in, with him playing Charles Freer, but I don't know if it's too obvious. Yeah. I I don't I don't really go for the for casting on that basis. No, that it just seems a bit lazy. Although really. the um, Jacks, the actor who plays Jack. His son is also an actor, and he's a really, really good actor, and he would be a really good play- person to play Jack. I think we've already discussed it. We've him, discussed though. it. We're not talking about Jack. We've already had all that conversation. Yeah, We're I not know. talking about yeah. Jack. So anyway, so that's that. So, yeah. So I think that's good. I mean, I, I think there's a real need to have another Howard's Way. Re- I think there is a need to have a Howard's Way reboot, because it's, a, it's, a, it, it's, it's fun. It's frothy. It's got fashion, it's got yachts, it's got glitterati. 
Fashion, 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 champagne, soup. sweetie. Fashion, and it's got sausages on sticks. And sausages <laughs> on sticks. You can you can keep your fashion and your and your champagne. Got, give me a chipolata and a cocktail stick. I'll be very happy. Thank you very much. So over to you, dear listeners. Who would you say would be a really good recast for Charles Freer? Please let us know. We are on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Uh, we do do our tweet along. We do do. Uh, we do do do. Um, uh, we do our tweet along at eight o'clock every Sunday. Hashtag Howard's Way. Hashtag Howard's So until next week, we will wish you, bid you farewell, and have yachty dreams at wherever you may be. It's Jonathan signing off, and this is Rob saying bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust.